0: Hello, good morning team, morning folks, good to see you, hey Melinda, Allison, Tim, good to see a few of the early birds on uh, online, good to see you, Donna, thanks for joining, I hope you're all awesome and well, wherever you are, let us know, let us know, where are you, what are you up to, it's a wonderful Wednesday, is, it that, is, it, is that what we say, marvellous Monday, terrific Tuesday, wonderful Wednesday. Thankful Thursday, fantastic Friday. Anyway, there we go. Halfway through the week, 1st of Feb, pinch and a punch for the first day of the month. Brendan, good to see you. Thanks for joining us. Good to see everyone uh, jumping on. Now, while everyone is just uh, getting themselves uh, sorted, maybe even grabbing a coffee, welcome to Wealth Coffee Chats. Jason Whitten's my name. Most of you know that, but if you don't, there it is on the screen. Big shout out to anyone who's new. If you're new, that's awesome. Might have uh, joined our coaching and mentoring program just recently, or you might have found us on the socials, or you might be uh, coming back. Hey, good morning, Facebook user, wherever you are. (laughs) Whoever you are, you're you're behind the private Facebook uh, group gate there, so I can't see your name, but good to see you. Um, Yeah, everything's well. Had a good break, had a good holiday, and... uh, It's time to get back at it, 2023. Here we are, loud and proud, and uh, plenty to talk about already. Only a month in, in uh, in the year of 23 when it comes to property investing. The big thing on everyone's mind, we sort of had a chat the other day, is finance, right? Finance, finance, finance. We all know, we all know. We all know that finance is... For most of us, ninety nine point nine percent of us, unless you, uh, you know, got a plenty of cash under the pillow, under the mattress at home, then uh, you're gonna need to qualify for finance continuously uh, into the future to build your property portfolio. Hey, Adam, good to see you. And uh, uh, it's well, I've been investing twenty five plus years. Cliffs, clear. <laughs> yeah, Brendan. Yeah, well, there you go. Well, they don't get much attention unless they be dramatic, do they? This uh this media mob. But let's uh look, do a little deep dive today. I was I was thinking, all right, well let's talk about it. Let's be practical, pragmatic about finance, you know, uh what happens in the finance world, in the property world, there's cycles. It, it's easier to get sometimes. It's harder to get sometimes. Not only does the finance market, the property market, the finance market move uh, at different times, so do you. Your financial situation improves, or sometimes um, is not so great. Uh, and how do we, you know, make the most of where we are if we want to keep moving forward, building our property portfolio? what so I thought we'd sort of have a bit of a. Bit of a conversation about today, a bit of a bit of a chat, and um, you know, see if we couldn't uh, you know work a few things out. So let's dive into it, and uh, let's get everyone a little bit involved in the chat. What are the two things? There's two things um, in the world of finance, and you might hear us talk about them uh, often. There are two things that we need to sort of understand. Um, two parts to finance when it comes to us qualifying for a loan and getting some money from a lender, all right? So there's two bits to it. Um, and chuck it in the chat if you think you know what it is. So let's talk about this. All right, first bit is our deposit, all right? Our deposit, yep, Lauren's right onto it, loan-to-value ratio, which is the deposit, yep, and serviceability. Tim, debt-to-income and serviceability, serviceability, yes. So deposit, in the world of lending, and then our income, right in the world of lending, so two parts to it and uh Lauren nailed it on the head deposit all right loan to value ratio, deposit in the world of lending, and you'll hear many finance professionals or good ones talk about this when it comes to you know uh getting a loan, you know how do I get a loan? Uh, what do I need to understand? High level, and then we'll drill into this, folks. Deposit. Deposit equals how much cash you got, and we call this a conversation of buying power. Okay, it's a very easy one, so uh, we can all together. I'm going to shift this part down. Um, together, work this out this morning. Let's do some quick math if you've got your, you know, your brain functioning or your uh, your uh, um iPhone or whatever it, whatever it is, get your calculator out buying power it's very easy, very simple when it comes to this working out this buying power all right, your deposit, so dollars, okay, whatever those dollars are let's just say it's one hundred thousand dollars that you have in equity or cash or a combination of both that you can put towards the deposit of a property. And if you're going to use that as your deposit, most of us, most of us, and this is an important one too, this is, this is an important one, most of us understand um, that that forms a function of not only our deposit but some costs along the way, right? Tell me in the chat what costs other than your deposit would you need to in every state of Australia budget for? A little bit different now, a little bit interesting in New South Wales, but what do you got to budget for upfront as a cost? What are, the, what are the main costs as we go? So we've got our deposit and some costs here. Deposit, what percentage? Are you putting down a 10% deposit, a 15% deposit, a 20% deposit, right? Okay, how much cash is in there? And costs usually are things like the main cost. Yep, boom, you're on it, Tim. is stamp duty, right? Okay, now. I go off on a little tangent here. Stamp duty was meant to be gotten rid of when we brought in GST, and those lying politicians backflipped. Um, anyway, there we go. Uh, there's nothing we can do about that, unfortunately. Uh, well, it probably is. Vote for better politicians, but it's a bit skinny out there. Anyway, but anyway, that's not a that's not my conversation today. Anyway, let's talk about this. So, so stamp duty and costs. Um, yep. Yeah, uh, land tax not up front Lauren but ongoing yes yes solicitor um, those sorts of things so you know what I always say when you're when you're budgeting you know your buying power and your deposit plus costs do a rough one of five percent you know whatever it is so that would equal that would equal okay 15 percent in here 20 um, percent and then this would equal obviously 25 percent. As we go along. Now, if we're looking at our loan-to-value ratio, like Lauren was saying a moment ago, um, you know that's kind of like ninety percent, eighty-five percent, and eighty percent. Okay, so now some of you guys saying like this is pretty basic, Jason. Yep, blah blah blah. But stick with me because we're going to get to the income and servicing bit in a minute, which is where we can make the most impact in borrowing because what I see right now in the majority of property investors in Oz today, we've had a significant amount of capital growth, many of us. If, you are, if you've if you owned property and you've owned it for more than a few years, then, you know, you're up. You're up pretty well. But what's the problem? What's the problem? We've got a lot of equity, but tell me in the chat what the problem is. You know, millions and millions and millions of, Gazillions of equity, right? It's gazillions. We just did a, we just did uh, an analysis on all of you guys, our our clients, our mentioned clients. Uh, if you filled out your PFS in our system, we got all of your properties with the right addresses uh, digitally. Hey, Jeff, how are you, mate? Um, we got them um, all valued for you, um, desktop valuations, and interestingly enough. Like, you guys, you guys are sitting on close to $1 billion, $1 billion of, of, like, usable equity. You're all sitting on a $1 billion of usable equity at 80%. So if you did the math on that, there's probably another billion up to 100%. Anyway, yep, no leverage, right? You, you can't get at it. Your equity's locked away, Brendan, exactly. Anyway, I'm getting off target here. I've got to stay on track. Stay on track, Jason. Get, get it out. Anyway, the point is, if we're doing the math here, folks, you know, on our, uh, on our buying power, which is based on how much money you got uh, and what loan-to-value ratio you're going to put in. Now, just a quick one, just a side note. The sweet spot for most of you when you're borrowing to begin with is 88%. Why is it 88% or 89%? Tell me that in the chat. One or two of you should know this. There's a sweet spot because when you hit 90%, there's something that kicks in pretty nastily. Uh, It kicks in at 80%, but um, let's just um, do that. So, uh, put that in the chat for me. So, if we do this, we go, right, 100K, right, and we divide that by 15%, right, down here we go, 666,000. Lenders, mortgage insurance, exactly, exactly. Yep, mortgage insurance team. So, you know, under, at 80% or under, often you won't have mortgage insurance. Um, 80%, or above, it starts to kick in, and then kind of like from eighty-eight to ninety percent, it sort of ramps up pretty nastily. So, um, <laughs> the alibi, Cliff. <laughs> uh, so let's have a look at this. If you're borrowing at ninety percent, let's call it eighty-eight percent. Right? Let's just do that. Let's just do that. Eighty-eight percent. All right. So we've got a hundred thousand uh, divided by seventeen uh, percent equals so five eighty-eight. Okay, and then if you do eighty-five percent, it's probably not even worth doing eighty-five percent. Let's just do eighty hundred thousand divided by twenty um, percent. Uh, okay, is five hundred k. All right, so there's the difference. Now, what you do, folks, just so you all know, it's your deposit. So if it's a hundred k, a hundred k divided by the percentage of what you. Need to put in as a deposit plus cost, and that gives you your number, okay if you're ever wondering how to do it um, calculators are good for this, yeah, okay, there you go, so you know the difference um the difference here will be you know eighty eight thousand dollars now that can be quite significant when it comes to uh, when it comes to your um Your purchasing of a property, folks. You know, $88,000, you can buy a better property, okay? So deposit, buying power. Now, now that's all well and good. You've got the deposit, but do you have the income? Do you have the income to be able to qualify for that loan? Okay, do you have the income? And this is where right now in the world of finance in Australia right now, this is where most people are either. Uh, unsure, a little bit nervous, um, stuck, equity locked, and not in a good way, Brendan. We didn't unlock the equity and lock in access to it. We've been locked out of it because um we've got this equity, but our income hasn't risen yet. So, you know, what's going on there? Okay. So what can we do when it comes to income? That actually equals in the world of um Finance language, folks. Um, many of the comments here are saying it. You know, service uh, ability, uh, a bill. True. So, serviceability—the ability for you to service that loan based on the the lender's rules around you know their kind of safety mechanisms for you. Okay, so. Let's have a bit of a look at that because this is the hard one. This is the complicated one. The, the, the above one's pretty straightforward, let's be honest. It's not that complicated, All right? Get yourself a deposit and have a look at what loan-to-value ratio works best, the sweet spot, and find a property that fits in your, um, yeah, uh, well, nice. And that's what we're talking about in a minute, Alison. It's a, there's, there's only, there's two levers when it comes to your ability to service all right, there's two, two A and two B. All right, well, there's two levers. There's two things with serviceability that you can do as a borrower um, that impacts your your ability to borrow based on, um, based on where you're at. Now, tell me, what do you think they are? When it comes to the world of servicing and the banks are analysing and, and sort of calculating how much money they're going to lend you and see if you're a good bet or not, what are the two things that you could do? Right? Okay. There's just two levers, and you can move them one way or another. Boom. Brendan said, "Right, get some more income, earn more. Right, in whatever way, shape that 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 is, earn more. Right. Up. Now, this is the interesting thing. Uh, how how and what how you earn that and what you earn um, is uh, is." Not all earnings are considered equal. And this is the, the anno- bloody annoying part with this, right? And, um, yep, boom, Gary, Jeff, you know, talking about that, Brendan as well, reduce your costs. So reduce your expenses, right, uh, as, you know, be efficient as, 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 as you can. So which one of those, team, which one of those has the most impact and has the most upside for you? when it comes to you building your property portfolio. Tell me, which one is limited in, in um, capacity and which one's technically unlimited? You can tell me that in the chat. We all know what that is, right? You cannot completely save yourself super wealthy. You can reduce your expenses and yes, you should. You should be smart about what you're expending in the early days of acquisition for sure. Income upside, so for most of us, we need to remember, yes, be prudent about your expenses, but always think about the the upside of earning, okay, upside of earning. So let's, let's do a little thing here. Does that make sense? Give me a yes in the chat if all of that makes sense because I'm going to show you something that's pretty important to understand. Now, this is part of, um, you know, in the coaching and mentoring program we do, this is part of what we do with, you know, all... Of our clients, we, you know, spend a lot of time, a lot of time, you know, managing strategic conversations for you as a borrower, for you building a property portfolio, how to maximize um, the resources that you have and the ability that you've got, you know, time constraints, profession, income, etc. Right. So how do you do that? How do we get down to the nitty gritty of it? Well, let's have a look. This is how the the lenders will look at you. I've got um, I've got uh, Tommy Test in here. I've just got um, you know, a single household at this moment. In time we'll just do this as we go along. If you add dependents, you know, they they can um, stop having children. They're expensive. They're <laughs> not great for your servicing. Uh there you go. So listen, uh, Tommy here um, is uh, has got. P-A-Y-G income, and uh, looking to buy and and borrow. Now, up here you can see, let's have a look at this stuff here, up the top here, it shows you who, um, uh, which lender might work for Tommy, okay, Uh, which is awesome, certain um, net monthly service, like debt-to-income ratios, um, service cover, blah, blah, blah. There's some really good things in here. And you can go through maximum LVR. All right, we can do a maximum LVR on on these things. There's This is the rules, right? This is kind of the rules of the game when it comes to this lender. You know, see, when we drill down into it, it's like, you know, yes, on the surface, they're going to lend me the most money, but maybe I need a 90% LVR um, and, um, you know, I, I live overseas or something, right? Those sorts of things. So there's plenty of rules. You know, units and townhouses up to 2 million, over 2 million, it's 70%, you know. So there's, there's um, things we need to understand. But what's the interesting thing up here, if we all have a look, right? If we all have a look, have a look at the thing called the assessment rate, folks. All right? Now, um, debt-to-income ratio, 5.26. The product rate, 4.7. Okay? Um, and then over here, They're actually analysing your ability to afford this mortgage at 7.74, right? So that, for many of us, for all of us right now, that's the thing that has been sort of locking our equity up, right? So let's go, Tommy wants to buy, you know, something. 586 is not enough. He's looking at something for 650. What can he do? Well, he can put another $50,000 of cash in. He doesn't have it. Or what's it going to take for him right now to get his income up and how much income up to get him to 650 from 580? Tell me in the chat. If you're still with me, what do you think? We'll just do this and then I'll finish up. I'm a couple of minutes over today. How much does he need to earn more to get that extra bit of buying power when it comes to his, um, let's say, the 650 goal for, for um, investing. Hmm. How much? Let's do this. Let's go. Let's go. Um, let's go. One hundred and twenty. All right. Let's see. Let's see what happens. Boom, baby! Look at that. Right. It didn't. It doesn't have to be much. Right. And then you know Virgin drops down and then Eubank takes over. Now it doesn't mean that he's going to qualify completely with Eubank. Right. So even one ten. Right. Let's have a look at this. Um, let's go six fifty. It's there. You go. So. Yep, you're pretty close, Tim. It was about 15k. Now that's not a lot. That's not a lot in the world of um, employment and, and um, career progression and so on, folks. So you know, really, let's think about it. You know, in basic terms, and this is just a quick overview here. You know, a ten to twenty thousand dollar pay rise will unlock, you know, that next level of fifty to a hundred thousand dollars worth of borrowing. Okay. Also, that could unlock the ability for you to unlock some equity to do some other stuff. So um remember you should always be checking in on that those things and having a bit of a plan with your coach, um, your team when it comes to, you know, um unlocking things and yeah absolutely lauren um it's a brilliant calculator it's part of all of the coaching and mentoring uh your coaching and mentoring teams um tools now so you know your six-star team you know we want your team to be the best in the market you know unlocking awesome things for you um to make sure you know you can get you know the most accurate info so uh as a way we go so there you go Hopefully, you know, that was useful and uh, we might do a bit of a deeper dive maybe over the coming weeks into, you know, servicing, what does it take and, and, uh, and those sorts of things. But there you go. Wealth Coffee Chat done and dusted. Um, I'm a few minutes over. Thanks for hanging around. Great to see all of you. Join me tomorrow for another one. As always, we kick off at about 10 past 8 on a weekday and uh, be awesome to see you again tomorrow. And as always, if you've got something that you that you think it would be great to talk about, let me know. Put it in the chat. Give me some feedback. You guys have a good rest of your day and see you tomorrow around about the same time, about 8.10. All right, folks. Bye-bye. See you then.